You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's WWE Monday Night Raw After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's WWE Monday Night Raw After Show. All right, we might not be Monday Night Raw because this is brand new, folks. Welcome to After Buzz. We are brought to you by Bing Beers for doing it, and for the first time today, we are doing a WWE main event After Buzz. We'll get a new voiceover for that hopefully soon. Right. <laughs> what is up, everybody? My name is professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg, here hosting our premier WWE main event After Buzz. But of course, I'm not doing this alone. I got two fantastic co-hosts hanging hanging out with me, holding down the fort. We have our our lovely main event diva, first Miss Kari Takei. Good evening. How are you, my dear? Fantastic. I'm great to be here. Excellent. And making his after buzz debut, standing six foot two, weight unknown, from parts unknown. Give it up for Mr. Cameron Cash. Welcome, sir. You got applause and everything. It is an honor to be here, guys. I have been waiting for this moment for God knows how long. It's it's great to be back. I have not been live on the air for about two years, so this is fantastic. Well, the air has missed you. It the has. air has missed you terribly. Yes. And we're and um, you know real quick, just so you know, the fans can kind of get an idea um, for people that are brand new, might not know our background with wrestling or so. You know, just kind of like how long maybe have you been you know a fan of wrestling, or if you've done anything with it or anything of that nature. Well, I haven't really done anything with wrestling okay. per se, but I have been watching wrestling since I was born. Literally, I could remember watching Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, all the good the good old guys from the good old days of wrestling and uh since maybe i was three or four years old great or not yeah. uh car what about you when did you st- i know you've been a big fan what just out of curiosity when did you really start watching? well when i was a little kid my brother and i used to watch saturday and yeah again hulk hogan was the man and Randy savage and then i kind of went on a hiatus and then last year starting wrestlemania 28 that's when i came back came back strong yeah. welcome back Oh, I'm yeah. glad to be back. <laughs> um, and me personally, I've been watching wrestling since I was three years old. Our earliest childhood members going to my grandfather's watching wrestling, Saturday morning wrestling with him as well. Um, over the last seven plus years, I've worked in the um, area for independent wrestling out here in Southern California. Pretty much done everything with the exception of getting in the ring and physically wrestling because I'm weak. But other than that, you know, commentator, referee, 
um, right, or all that fun stuff. But we are here because we want, because we're all just big fans. We love professional wrestling. We love the WWE. And we are here to talk about WWE's main event for the week of March 6th. It aired last night. We we're talking about it today on March 7th. Great, great show overall tonight, I felt. Um, you know, kicks off opening. We are in Albany, New York for WWE main event this week. And of course, it starts off with a little photo of William Moody, aka hmm. Paul Bearer. Um, who recently passed away, we're going to be talking about him uh, much more at the end of the show um, today. So, um, you know, don't fret if you think we're just skipping over that really quickly. We'll be getting to him at the end. But we kick things off on main event with the Viper, the Apex Predator, the man known as Randy Orton headed down to the ring as we're joined by Michael Cole and, once again, The Miz on commentary. The Miz. The Miz. Now... I don't know, maybe just curious at your guys' opinion on this. I personally, he's a good commentator. Don't get me wrong. He's a very good talker. I'm actually a big fan of The Miz. But I'm never a fan of current wrestlers being a commentator. Um, I'm always big, you know, when you when you watch other wrestling or when you watch football or basketball, the color commentator is usually someone who's either at the tail end of their career or someone that has since been retired. Um, you know, football, you got Troy Aikman, who does it all the time. You got Chris Collins, who does it all the time. In WWE, you have JBL. You have um, the King, Jerry Lawler. Why are they having The Miz doing the commentary here? Because he's obviously not towards the tail end of his career. He's, if anything, just entering his prime. I was just curious... What you guys That's a marvelous about. point you've brought up, Christian. You know, I haven't really thought Thank about you. that. I am marvelous. <laughs> no, really, it is. It, that is a great point. And uh, I got to say, you know, I didn't really think about it the, the way you just did now. And, um, you know, I think maybe it's just, uh, he's just there. He's on the road with them. And it's just an easy choice for them to just put him on, on the, in the commentating booth. Uh, it's a shame that they're not, there are no guys like Todd Grisham anymore to fill that spot. And uh, hopefully, though, I think if they brought in alumni like Bruno San Martino, or he's going to be the next Hall of Famer, sure. uh, him as a commentator, a wrestler like that, who has had a lot of experience, I think would be much more beneficial. Well, of course, that'd be incredible. I mean, obviously asking someone like Bruno San Martino to go on the road with him all year would be asking a lot. I mean, I'm still thinking, I mean, you, you have Matt Stryker. You have William Regal, who does it for NXT. Why not use one of those guys who doesn't really wrestle on TV much anymore, but are good, you know, commentators and obviously know the game? Um, you know, Regal, in my mind, is probably the most underrated wrestler in the last 15 years. I totally agree with you. Um, but so, you know, that was just something that really kind of popped into my mind when I first turned it on. It's like, all right, Miz again. Like, when are they going to make that switch? I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a great talker. He's, he does a fine job at it. Just kind of curious why he's doing it. That's all. I'm, I'm thinking it just, just simply it's part of his gimmick. It's part of the whole package of The Miz on WWE right now. That, it could, well, that is, and that's a good point, being that he's the must-see WWE superstar, the most must-see guy, how he does everything. He does the movies. He does the wrestling. He's doing the commentary. I mean, you bring up a point. He does, you know, that could be very well part of the gimmick. I'm just personally not a big fan well, of Well, they had, that. like, the, the Miz show where it was, like, the talk show. and I'm fine with that. Definitely. I, I enjoy <laughs> that. Just like Alea Piper's Pit or even, you know, Carlito's Cabana a few years ago. <laughs> um, Whatever happened to Carlito? <laughs> uh, Carlito's, have you seen pictures? Carlito's Jack now. Like, if you see pictures of him, he is stronger now than ever. Now, by Jack, do you mean uh, Buff? Like, Buff. Like, he's got a lot more muscle than ever before. Wow. Um, but anyway, back to the action because we got Randy Orton and... You know, and he is going to take on 
Wade Barrett, the Intercontinental Champion, who you actually brought up an interesting <laughs> point. You were like, wait, he's he's the Intercontinental Champion? Like, you haven't even noticed recently that he's been the Intercontinental Champion. I just can't believe it, you know. I feel like WWE... Um they usually do a great job when it comes to putting value on the titles, but lately I just feel like uh, they should maybe just focus a little bit more on Wade Barrett being actually the Intercontinental Champion. And uh, yeah, I totally didn't like didn't even click in, in my head that he was the Intercontinental Champion until maybe midway through the match. So uh, it was it was it was interesting to see. Well, it's interesting because you know we've seen so often on TV lately that he's been on the losing end of things. And but the thing that really got my attention during his match as he came out. Biggest smile in the world on his face because he just came back from yeah. Hollywood, 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 California, after the premiere of the movie that he stars in, Dead Man Down, which is obviously starred, starring Colin Farrell and Terrence Howard. And, you know, he said he was he was busy hobnobbing with the rich and the famous out there. I have absolutely no idea what hobnobbing means. I'm guessing it's his like. British way of saying, you know, I was mingling, I was hanging out, I was, you know, getting girls' numbers and all that fun stuff. He was having some of that candy too. Some of that candy? Yeah, you know, he was he was uh, sharing the he was uh, enjoying the wealth amongst the uh, the rich and famous, bumping elbows. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Thank you. Uh, our our producer Steve, I think, chimed in in the back there. All right. That was the voice of God. <laughs> the, the, the voice of God there. And you know, and that goes like the more you know music should go with that because now I know what ho- hobnobbing means. Um, so there it is. <laughs> but now the, the thing that really interests me, though, after like we cut to the video of him and the red cover mirror, he's finishing his promo as he's heading to the ring, and he starts going down and heading – um, by the commentary table where the Miz happens to be, and you know he's he's mentioning how Dead Man Down's going to be a box office winner, just like I'm going to be a winner tonight, and you know this is going to show all those wannabe Hollywood superstars how it's done, especially Hollywood superstars that are trying you know th- think about being a Marine. Obviously, mentioning um, the Miz's. Marine 3 Homefront, mm-hmm. which I believe is now officially out on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, so all of a sudden, we got like the two guys that were just in movies. Just that quick little interaction. We haven't seen that yet. But already I'm thinking, Mania. Right there. Baron and Miz. Because neither of them have something going on. Miz's feud with Cesaro is pretty much over after their great two out of three falls match the other day. And Baron and Bo Dallas never seemed to really kick off and Bo Dallas is not ready for WrestleMania payday. So it's like, you know, I think that would work out great. And I think they already begun planting the seeds. And I love how they began planting the seeds on main event. I don't know if you guys saw the same thing I did or if I'm just completely on my no, own. I, as The Rock says, I smell what you're cooking, Christian. I really do. <laughs> wow. Alrighty. Wow. I really do, man. <laughs> I really do. I definitely see that as a great... Uh, it's going to be a great segue, I think. Uh, probably we're going to see a little little highlight package for uh, WrestleMania right before that match. They're probably going to show that little verbal dispute. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, ho- hopefully, maybe you know, head into um, this week's SmackDown. You know, when one of them's out, maybe we'll you know they'll get a clip of that to you know keep it going and keep it fresh and to the following Raw and so on and so forth. But now on to the action. 
you know, Orton, while Barrett is talking, he, you know, he grabs Barrett, throws him into the ring to get this match started. Orton starting out on fire early, hitting those methodical stomps around the body, which I've always loved. The fact that he doesn't just like stomp one area, he just goes like one body part at a time and just and just stomps the daylights out of it. I've always loved that's that's always been one of my favorite moves of Randy Orton, just the basic stomps, but how he does it. Um you know, Michael Cole is also mentioning during this how Randy Orton late has been having his problems with the shield and you know, and that after Raw went off the air, apparently, this past Monday, the Shield came out and attacked the Big Show after that fatal four-way match. So, again, it's kind of like leaning towards, all right, you know, is Randy Orton, you know, possibly going to align himself with someone like the Big Show? Well, obviously, the two of them don't get along, but they, you know, all maybe join the forces to get rid of the Shield. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that develops. It's possible. I actually just saw the uh, the footage on WWE.com they showed of the Shield uh, attacking the Big Show. And uh, the Big Vicious Show, stuff? Uh, what was that? Vicious stuff? Actually, the Big Show did pretty well. I think uh, he pretty much beat down all of them until the clip ended. <laughs> <laughs> until the, what you didn't see. That's right. Was then they all? I would like to see him do the triple power bomb on Big Show. That would be awesome. That would be uh, interesting. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll eventually see that. But meanwhile, Orton continuing controlling hits a beautiful drop kick, and and Miz, you know, then all of a sudden the commentary goes back to what I was talking about earlier with Wade Barrett. Mentions, oh, you know, I've been in tag matches against Barrett, but I've never been one on one with Wade Barrett. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, just planting those little seeds that us wrestling fans love. Barrett playing <laughs> possum on the outside to regain control, throws Randy Orton in the the steel steps on his on his shoulder, which Michael Cole reminds us how. You know, Orton's had several shoulder injuries mm-hmm. over the years, so all of a sudden now Barrett may be targeting that that bad shoulder because that's one that's the one bullseye in Randy Orton's well, uh, they, armor. They point out that Orton has uh, problems with the shoulder because of the shield. Yes, because the shield's been attacking him, so they it might have aggravated his bad shoulder. So, so again, that kind of goes with what you were mentioning a little earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. But Orton, Orton comes right back with a great superplex and then hits his patent DDT, but then Barrett, surprisingly, gets back into it and nails his big boot on Randy Orton. People thought the match was over once he hit the DDT, but Barrett fighting back as a true champion should fight back. Very back-and-forth matchup. Barrett goes for his bullhammer elbow, which I've commented on before, and I just find hilarious because he's supposed to be hitting his elbow on the guy, you know, with just such brute force. But he's taking his padding and putting it over the elbow even more. So it's like twice as much cushioning mm-hmm. on the part that he's supposed to be striking his opponent with. <laughs> That's just a pet peeve of mine. But he goes for the bull hammer, countered by the beautiful power slam that Randy Orton used that Ryan Katz, the host of, of Buzzing After Raw, says should be called the um, T.O.B., the thing of beauty. And then, <laughs> and then follow up with the RKO and... Michael Cole then says, Wade Barrett is a dead man down. Nice little extra plug there for the movie. And once again, our intercontinental champion, which you didn't remember, <laughs> but, you know, needless, because it, again, in a non-title affair, loses on television. Why? Why does why do the champions lose on TV? That's not supposed to happen. And didn't and Wade so Barrett much. also lose on Raw as well? Uh, yes. I believe he did. Yeah. 
So, yeah, oh yeah, he lost to Alberto Del Rio. Alberto now, so, Del Rio. Now, in a case like that, when it's the world heavyweight champion versus the intercontinental champion, if it's champion versus champion match, I'm okay with that if it's a non-title affair and that champion loses. However, if it's just a non-title match, you know, and like every week in non-title matches, they lose, but then when the title's on the line, somehow, you know, they pull off the win. It doesn't make it as believable. Like, you know, back... Back in the days when Mr. Perfect was the Intercontinental Champion, how often on TV did you see him lose? Unless he was facing Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior or someone like that. He never lost. Very rare. And, and that's – th- and um, I, think, I think you brought it up, Cameron, while we were watching about, you know, back when, you know, when Cody Rose was champion last year. He did he, a marvelous he job. He did a great job with it. He did not lose very often. Um, you know, there were some non-title affairs which he did lose, but, you know, not nearly as much as what we've been seeing the last few months, both with Barrett and Cesaro. And more on that later. Um, now we cut out. Um, speaking of Cody Rhodes, we see him heading towards the ring with the love stash, as he calls it and all. Heading to the ring, trying to, you know, redeem himself. He's been on the losing end the last several weeks. We'll see, you know, if he's able to redeem himself. We come back, and he's in the ring about to take on Long Island IZ, your internet champion, Zack Ryder. May I just say, that mustache on Cody Rose, I think, is fantastic. You know, I know he's been getting some heat from it, but it really gives him a unique look. Maybe it's circa 1975, but I still think it's amazing. Well, well, let's let's ask let's yeah, ask our, you know the fe- the female perspective on it because he calls it the love stash, well, saying the ladies dig it. I know the I think that it was the Miz. He commented and asked, "Do chicks dig that mustache?" I might have been cold, and my first response was, "No, no, <laughs> it's oh. not my thing." I do like him as a wrestler, though. So you know, two oh, he's a things. fantastic wrestler. Yeah, not my thing. So you guys should not grow a massive mustache. Okay, mental note. Maybe yeah, if you want to, it's fine. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Might look good on other people, though. Eh, who knows? Anyway, Zack Ryder, I couldn't tell if the his internet title, if it was an actual toy title that he had strapped to him the entire time, or if it was actually imprinted on the tights. If it was imprinted on the tights, I'd love it, because I thought it was brilliant. And, like, the other day, he was wearing tights with a giant red button <laughs> on, the, on the back that said, push me. You know, it's just, like, there's these brilliant little schemes that Zack Ryder's come up with over the years to try to get notice. Because, mm-hmm. God, the guy deserves it. The guy, the he guy, does. he does. Buses, and, and you got to think about, he's been in the WWE for a good, I don't know, six, seven years now. Because remember, he started teaming with uh, Kurt Hawkins um, as the Major Brothers and then came on to like be part of Edge's little, uh, little group and then broke off on his own. And I mean, the, guy, the guy's got a following, the guy's got a fan base. He's in their top, I believe he's in their top five of merchandise sellers. He's very smart, especially with his social media marketing and his show on YouTube. And uh, by the way, I do think for that strap that he was, I think it was a strap. And I think what it was, it was imprinted on the strap, the uh, Intercontinental, uh, not Intercontinental, I'm sorry. The Internet. Internet Championship, which I think was also very reminiscent to what Rick Root had when he had it in the Intercontinental Championship imprinted on his trunk, which was cool to see. Yeah, that that one was kind of like like the graffiti art on his tights, yeah. which was also very cool. Well, you know, the, um, during the match at the beginning of the match, actually, Michael Cole announces that this Monday night on Raw, we will have another reunion of the Road Scholars. Apparently, you know, the team that said they were going their separate ways, 
and then got back together for one night only, and then said we were broken <laughs> up again, and now we're back again for Monday Night Raw, and we're taking on the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. They were so impressive on their return to old school Raw Monday. They'll be back next week taking on the Road Scholars. I think that that particular match might have some implications for um, one of them maybe getting the tag title shot at Mania. Corey, what did you think of the return of the New Age Outlaws? Well... Anything on Raw last on Monday was really cool. I liked the old school. Did you thing. see her dressed up as Scary Sherry for no, the buzzing after Raw? Sensational. Sensational. Sister that. Sherry, Scary Sherry. She was the great Sherry Martel. You go back and watch it. Um, go back and look at all the costumes. Um, wow. Loved them all. <laughs> I was kind of bummed. I was actually in Vegas. Otherwise, I would have kind of like broke in here and like dressed up as Bobby Heenan or something like that. But I was in Vegas losing money in poker. But that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> I am excited to see the New Age Outlaws wrestle again on Raw. It's interesting all of a sudden to see them back. They look great. It was like mm-hmm. if, as if they found the fountain of youth. These guys ha- don't look like they've even aged a minute. Oh, no. B- Billy Gunn has looked the same since 93. Like the I don't guy, know how he does it. I don't know. I like how they made fun of the the thrift the thrift stop uh, sh- the thrift the thrift shop song. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It just uh, just brings like a nice feeling having a good around. a good nostalgia. Yeah, it, like a nostalgia feel, but not a feel of like okay, these guys are old and washed up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I liked that. So no, anyway, you know, back to the match. Ryder actually probably had more offense in this match than we've seen in the last six months. Uh, in this one match. He actually was hitting a few moves, hit a nice uh, missile drop kick, was going for the broski boot, Cody Rhodes gets out of the way, hits the disaster kick, and then crossroads, and just like that, um, this match is over. Bada bing, oh. bada boom. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm, you know, we skipped over this. I actually almost forgot, because you brought up a great idea when we were watching it, and I think we should do it. Going back to the Orton-Barrett match, um, you know, because... Most most of the shows, the Raw and SmackDown show, they kind of do a rating at the end of the show. Like, do you think it was 7 out of 10 or something like that? Being that main event only has usually two or three matches per show, we're just going to give them a star rating after each match. You know, I think it would be, you know, a good equivalent of this. So, just real quick, because I know we skipped over it. My bad. Um, the Barrett-Orton match, just out of, out of five stars, how would you guys, you know, rate okay. that one? You start first, Cole. <laughs> Uh I would give it a three. A three? A three. Three, at, three stars. Honestly, Cameron. two and a half, two, two and, and a half. half. It see, was pretty good, but... See, I thought you know. it was solid. I thought it was a good back-and-forth match. It had a good length. I'm just kind of bummed that, again, the Intercontinental Champion lost, but I, I'll give it three and a half. I, just, I liked it. I just didn't see that Eye of the Tiger look in uh, Randy Orton. I don't know, lately, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the whole uh, rumor of him turning heel soon that he's waiting for to really step it up. But uh, I love Randy Orton. I think he's a phenomenal mm-hmm. wrestler, but... He was great in that match, but that, that's the only reason why I, I'd give it a two and a half and not a three. Because you wanted more out of Randy Orton, yeah. that way. Yeah. All right. Well, that, well, now we'll go back because we just finished up, you know, the Cody Rhodes Zack Ryder match. How would you rate this one? This wasn't a, a quick, uh, quick, quick one. I would also give it a three. It was a nice three? to see Zack Ryder, and I, I like Cody Rhodes, so I'd give it a one star. It was uh, it was a good match, solid, but but not memorable. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm giving it I'm giving it two stars. I like seeing him wrestle. I like seeing Cody actually get a clean win. Um, but you know, didn't give either of them an entrance. Match was just too quick. But I kind of liked that the, it went straight to the match. I don't know why. But well, they kind of have to do that because of the time constraints. Of speed, with yeah. the time constraints and things like that, but I'm at sure the same there was time, some kind you know, of intro while we were in commercial oh, break. Oh, well, of course they they intro during the commercial break and everything. But you know, one of the 
one of the big things is when you know when you're watching at home. Obviously, it's a little different when when you're actually there in person. But hearing the response from the crowd as soon as you come out, whether it's cheers, mm-hmm. booze, or crickets, you know, it's a matter of you know, like you know, you just get that either you know intense feeling like that excitement, or it's like wow, nothing for him. Mm-hmm. And you hear during the match, Zack Ryder is getting plenty of cheers because the crowd loves him. They hate Cody Rhodes, and I love hearing those you know reactions when they come out of the ring. Like I, you know, even if that means. Um, you know, even if that means something along the line of, I mean, even though it was a short match, if you make it a minute shorter, you know, or or you could have even done something along the lines of if Cody really wanted to prove himself, show Zack Ryder coming out, and then while he's walking out, Cody just runs from behind and smacks him, and, you know, Cody doesn't have the full entrance per se, but being that he interrupts Zack Ryder's entrance, all of a sudden it makes people hate him even more. Just, you know, give him that, show everyone that's watching at home that extra moment of them, because those guys... Bust their butts all year long. Yeah. They deserve to have their little entrance and everyone hear their music and all that fun stuff. Sure. Hey. No, I agree with that too. I'm not right. saying that I don't yeah. like the intro. No, yeah. no, I'm you're saying, saying you hate it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying like I like I liked that sometimes they go straight to the match. Sometimes it's right. kind of lengthy. But yes, the intros are very important. So yeah. please don't get me wrong. No, no, no. Worries. <laughs> no, we, we, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? How's this for a segue? Speaking of people talking about their music, you know where you can find music? You can find music on iTunes. You know what else you can find on iTunes? You can find podcasts of all the great AfterBuzz shows, including this one. And this is the first iTunes for main event AfterBuzz that you can get on there. So you know what? Get us started off on a great on a great note, give us five star ratings. Give us some comments. Have a start out way ahead of the game. You know, get us get us going there. And you know, I'll make sure you you know download and subscribe to all you know favorite AfterBuzz shows. But primarily because this is the first one, we want to we want to see what we get out of this one. So find us on iTunes and do all that. See, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a master at segues. I'm always beautiful. good at those. Oh, thank thank you. You're saying I've been beautiful. You're saying I'm marvelous. You guys I, match, by the way. I just realized. Yeah, you didn't get you didn't get like the, the like maroonish purplish uh, memo. <laughs> we would call it eggplant. Eggplant. For some eggplant. reason, men can't like figure out colors, while women are just like, oh, this is teal. Yeah, that's blue. <laughs> no, that's a light blue. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of Bret Hart, so I was kind of thinking of like uh, sort well, of. Well, there's like no the... pink there at all. If you're a fan of Bret well, Hart, well, it's kind of pinkish. <laughs> Maybe I'm not going, at maybe all. Not, not at all. I know right. that. All right, maybe I'm going colorblind. Right. We're going off topic. Let's get back. We're talking fashion. Um, now we now we go back. We see it. We take a look back at Monday Night Raw. See, you know, Triple H addressing Brock Lesnar, saying, "You know, like I want you at WrestleMania." And we find out that this Monday on Raw, Brock Lesnar will be there live to respond. Mm-hmm. Do you th- do you think he'll he'll accept the challenge? Well, what do you think? Absolutely not. I mean, Come on. <gasps> of course he's going to accept the challenge. And, folks, it's probably going to be a contract signing. That's what I would guess. And uh, we'll – I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's you know, you cool. know what the funny thing is? I think he's going to say no at first. Obviously, the match is going to happen. But I think I think he could say no. And then, you know, somehow other things happen. And then Triple H, you know, event, like Triple H will put some type of thing on the line. Whether, like, just saying, you know, he, he'll leave as, as – He'll leave as COO or something. Like, who knows? Like he, he'll have to sweeten the pot for Lesnar to appear at WrestleMania. I think. Um, well, you know, what to, do you think could sweeten the pot? I, that, that's great. I don't know. I mean, you know, the one thing that that we you know we know as far as Lesnar's interaction on WWE since his return is there's been a lot of things about 
about money. There's a lot of things about making sure like his name is in the marquee. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Triple H tries to throw something like that in. You know, and, you know. This is obviously if yeah, Lesnar actually throws a wrench in and says, "No, I don't. I don't need to wrestle you or anything like that." Because um, it'll probably mean, "Hey, I've broken your arm already. Do you really want me mm-hmm. to hurt you again?" It was great to see the emotion in, in Triple H's voice and seeing him out there doing that promo. It's again, it's like he hasn't aged a day. It's it's amazing how well, specifically, I guess DX, all the members of D Generation X, have really uh, stayed on top of their health. I guess. Well, we we now know if you wanna if you wanna look young when you get older, just be a degenerate. <laughs> that's or, that's or, what you need to or do. Or work out, eat healthy. Or, or that, or that. But mostly be I'm a degenerate. Saying. But mostly be. <laughs> a degenerate. <laughs> we come back to WWE main event, and out comes Sin Cara. Um, Sin Cara coming out. Not really much of a response from the fans at first. But definitely picks it up later on as the match goes on. And he's out there taking on our United States champion, Antonio Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro starts things out almost kind of like toying around with him, like just slapping him upside the head. Kind of pushing around like, like, who's this guy? This guy's half my size. He's like literally half his size. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, a, a big hurricane outside of the ring by Sankara. And, you know, like... Signaling to the fans, like, get a response. He's getting getting a little bit of a response. Crowd's starting to get a little bit behind him. But then Cesaro does a um, almost like an airplane spin. But he's holding him by his head. It's just like, just, we talk about it every time Cesaro has a match. Just how great he is. How strong mm-hmm. he is. How great of a performer he is. And it's just like, who would think and who would actually be able to maneuver that type, like, literally swinging a guy around in circles by his head. Yeah. Can you do that, Cameron? No, my neck, my <laughs> head would probably snap off my body. I I'm don't... saying, can you physically lift <laughs> someone like that? Oh no way! No. <laughs> I, I don't have that kind of. Uh, I don't have those kind of guns. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, seeing Cara, he was he he's he's an acrobat. So uh, I think uh, with Cesaro, he's probably one of the only wrestlers I think that Cesaro could do that too. I'd, I'd be surprised if he could do it tomorrow. Well, I don't expect him doing that move to Mark Henry anytime soon. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, but I mean, he he could yeah, certainly lift him. We've we've seen him we've seen him lift uh, Greg Kali and Brodus Clay with ease. So I mean, I'm sure he could, he he'd be able to lift a guy like Mark Henry or Big Show. You know, maybe time will tell. One day, maybe we'll see those guys wrestle each other. I find it funny though that you think that Sin Cara looks half the size of of antonio cesaro because sin cara actually reminds me in terms of the way he looks i don't know if you guys remember but there used to be a wrestler by the name of the patriot and oh I think yeah yeah visually they look exactly the same to me not not of course not the high flying aspect of it but but visually yeah i see you don't see patriot it? was a lot bigger than sin cara he had to have been a lot bigger than sin cara um but and and I mean obviously you know they had completely different styles, but you know we'll see. I know you also mentioned uh, you compared him to Ultimo Dragon when we were watching as well. Just the way he kind of like runs in the ring or slides in, slithers in the ring, mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Ultimo Dragon. But but mostly actually visually, I don't know. For me, it's still I was actually watching the Patreon on YouTube yesterday. Maybe check it out. 
I don't know. I'll, I'll take another look back. I, I'm, I mean, I get what you're saying as far as like the way like the the his wrestling attire was very similar to the way Sin Cara's was. He did have you know the mask. Um, you know, he had the long tights and and the things on the arms as I hit my microphone. Um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and um, so I get all that, but I I could have sworn. I mean, I could be wrong. I could have sworn the Patriot was a lot bigger than than Sin Cara. Well, we'll have to see. Someone yeah. probably will leave a comment on the YouTube page with like a tail of the tape of their hiding weight. So we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm right. Because uh, then I can boost my ego. Uh, anyway, back to the match. Sankara actually, you know, in the pr- in the process of being tossed around literally by his head, and after a, a, like a beautiful uh, tilt the world slam, almost in like a deadlift by Cesaro, Sankara comes back with a fantastic sunset flip, which almost turns into a sit down power bomb. Um, nearly gets the victory there. Crowd really erupted from that move because it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and. You know, for a split second, we thought Sankara might be able to pull off this win. Sankara comes right back, though, with those vicious uppercuts that he does so, so well. And um, But then, all of a sudden, you know, Sankara starts fighting back. And literally, out of nowhere, Cesaro is standing on the second rope. And from there, Sankara hits this, like, ginormous hurricanrana from a crowd goes nuts. All of a sudden, he covers him, and he gets the win. Again, the United States champion in a non-title match loses. Funny thing and is... And to Sin Cara. And Sin Cara hasn't even won a WWE title yet. Sin Cara hasn't won anything in months. And, 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 and all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, you know, he, he pulls this off. Crowd went nuts because obviously they weren't expecting it. I certainly wasn't expecting it. Cesaro was in complete shock. And, you know, now here, here's a question that I, I throw at you guys. Obviously, we know due to due to injuries, Rey Mysterio is out again for a while because of his knees. We will not be seeing him at WrestleMania. They're trying to think of something to do with Sin Cara. Are we suddenly going to have Cesaro versus Sin Cara at WrestleMania based on this match? Because obviously Cesaro's got to get his revenge on it. Maybe the pre-show match or something like that. But all of a sudden, this uh, when you when you beat the champion. You should be next in line for a title shot. Uh, and there's only a little over a month away from WrestleMania. Well, who's Wade Barrett going to face for the Intercontinental title? I'm thinking Miz, based on their interaction tonight. Oh. Barrett and Miz, I can definitely see more so than Sin Cara yeah, and Barrett Cesaro. Barrett have been building up for a right, while. Right. But, but, I mean, just but something like that. based on your assumption... I mean, I, mean I, I could be, it, it would shock me if that actually happens, because obviously they're going to have to... You know, all of a sudden on Raw or SmackDown, we'll have to have a rematch between the two of them, have Sankara win again, but and then, you know, set it up. Okay, here's the thing. Like, yeah. Cesaro, he tends to lose when it's a non-title match. That's what I was saying earlier. With the Intercontinental Champion and the United States Champion, they always lose in non-title and, matches. And and the thing is, it's like, even though Sankara and he won, and granted, it was a fantastic match, and you'll see my rating. Like, I, I really enjoyed we'll this it. one. can't wait. Yes, you will. <laughs> um, I still think that like it's, it's a, it's too much of a, sh- a sure shot if they were to fight at WrestleMania. I don't know. I just I don't see it yet. Maybe there's I a mean, build up that I, I just mean, haven't seen. I mean, you know, I could I could be looking you know too far into the future, but when you have something like that, where all of a sudden you know Cesaro just finished his feud with the Miz, he defeated the Miz, so Cesaro really has nobody to feud with. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, here's mm. you know the little guy. You know, you could play, you know, the little guy, you know, trying to pull a big upset type deal, you know, like a la Rey Mysterio 
when he would wrestle, you know, Kevin Nash or the Giant or whoever in WCW mostly. I think it's a possibility, but you know, real quick, let you know, you I because well, you brought up you brought up the star rating. I I, I want to know what your star no, rating was. Well, it is a possibility, and it would be an <laughs> extremely interesting match. I mean, this was awesome on main event. I can't imagine what it would be like at WrestleMania. Um, I would give it four and a half. I just really four enjoyed and a half it. Star. I really enjoyed it, Cameron. I'm sorry, that was not a four and a half star match. Well, that's for me. Wow. You, Maybe you, you might be the harshest critic out of the first <laughs> us. Go on. What, what are you, what are you I thinking? Mean, I've watched a lot of high-flying uh, wrestling matches uh, from NJPW matches to WCW days. and uh, It was a good match, but again, it was quick, and uh, I'd maybe give it only two and a half stars. What? what? Because you, you... here's the thing. Like, with me, and people that know me, if they talk about wrestling with me, I, I'm one of the biggest, like, anti Sinkara guys. Like, I've never been a fan of him personally, really. But this match was fantastic. It had the shock of the upset. All the moves by both of them were performed very well. I'm giving this one four out of five. Four out of five. So I, I can go with that. I mean, you know, I it could, could have gone a little longer. Yes. But I thought... Hates me I the thought they perform well. I've seen I've seen Cesaro perform with some smaller guys. You know, even before he was in WWE, um, like you know, down in his days when he was wrestling with Ring of Honor or PWG, and um, the guy can work with any size at any speed, and he completely proved that because Sin Cara looked fantastic. He in this did. Match. He really did. I think it was if it was maybe a slightly longer match, and uh, maybe maybe if they do wrestle, wrestle at WrestleMania. I maybe stretch it to four and a, four out of five stars. That's a huge. Stretch. That's a big stretch. <laughs> a You're like doubling stretch. your score right yeah, there. I'm just well, you know. if, if are you coming in the peer pressure right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> well, if they wrestle again at WrestleMania, I feel like the match was just too short, and I just I don't know. But they have to keep it short. I mean, it's main event. It. I mean, it is main event. It's only a one hour program. They're trying to fill in like. And they gave and they gave the Orton Barrett match a lot of time. It was really nice to see the superhero and run. I think in WCW they used to call that the Frankensteiner. It was, uh, I think, the finishing move. Yeah, it was of, um, uh, Scott Steiner performed. Yeah, it. yeah. So yeah, it was great to see. We haven't seen in a while, and Sankar did a great job with it. Cesaro got a lot of air with it when the crowd went nuts for it. I thought it was a fantastic match. And I just want to say, speaking of intros, I love Cesaro's intro music. So I do like intros, okay? That was my laugh. <laughs> oh, I, we know, we know. <laughs> I appreciate them. We now we we cut to we cut to um you know we end um main event with two different video packages. First one showing the return of the phenom, the dead man, the undertaker. I hope I sounded creepy when I, I said that. You made me want to whisper. <laughs> Wow, that did not sound creepy at all. <laughs> um, but, you know, we see the return of The Undertaker on Monday Night Raw, and we see the buildup that we saw mm-hmm. in Raw leading to the fatal four-way between CM Punk, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and Big Show decide who would go on to WrestleMania to face The Undertaker. CM Punk emerged victorious, so we know that the 20-0 streak will be on the line as The Undertaker goes up against a man with the longest WWE championship reign in the last 25 years, CM Punk. We're still a little over a month away from Mania, but we can talk we can you know kind of talk now as we you know get closer. Right now a month away from Mania. Do you think the streak will end? I don't think it will end. Oh, this is a really really tough question, Christian. You know, I've, I've thought about It doesn't about have to this. be that tough. Wow. Okay. No, no, really. It's a very, very tough question. I've thought about this constantly. And 
boy, would I love to see CM Punk win this match. I think it would put so much more credibility to the WWE title. And it would just really just elevate uh, CM Punk's career to to amazing proportions. Sure, but the question was, do you think it'll happen? I do not think it will happen. But That's I would, not going to happen. <laughs> but I would, Steve in a booth but thinks I would, it's not going to happen either. But I would really hope, really hope that maybe just once CM Punk or, or I mean, Undertaker loses this one. Let me ask you this. Are you a football fan at all? No. Okay. So you might not really get a few years ago, Patriots were going undefeated and they lost the Super Bowl. They were eighteen and zero, going for it. All of a sudden could be known as like, you know, the greatest football team ever. Instead of going nineteen and zero, they went eighteen and one that season. Does anybody remember that season? Other than the fact that I just brought it up? No. If Undertaker suddenly goes twenty and one, nobody will talk about the streak anymore. That streak will as great as mm, CM Punk is. Good point. As great as CM Punk is, as great as a number of the wrestlers that he's faced is, it can't end. I mean, like, it would... And if it did end, Undertaker should just, like, explode in the ring. <laughs> like, he just combusts, and we never see him again. Uh, well, that would be a lot of cool pyro, but... And, but the thing is, you know, and they, but the great thing that the WWE has especially done over the last several years between Shawn Michaels and Triple H, they've made a build-up thing in, like, Oh my God! Maybe it could actually end. And like I said, we have just a little over a month. If anybody can talk about how he could end something, it's CM Punk and yes. Paul Heyman. So yes. I'm sure. Now, think, I'm sure they're going to make us a believer that it could end. Well, I, I I believe it could end. I just don't think it will. I think there's still a chance it could end, especially since Undertaker's nearing retirement. And if there really ever was a good time for it to end, I think it would be at WrestleMania 29. Would you be okay with, um, I guess you would, uh, how about you, would you be okay with The Undertaker having lost his streak before retirement? I would not be okay with that personally, but I have no say in it. I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan like you guys, just like the millions upon millions of people watching. Speaking of millions and millions, we then end main event with a recap, again from Raw, with the interaction between John Cena and the WWE champion, the people's champion, The Rock. I thought, you know, there's been a lot of mixed reviews um, about this altercation between the two of them. Overall, I actually, I really thought Cena had the better as far as in the promo-wise in this particular one. The emotion from Cena, you know, other than the stupid Mike Tyson joke that he made. (laughs) But just like the emotion knowing how it's, you know, that was about redemption. It's about, you know, a chance like he's been gifted a second chance because of all the things, you know, in his professional and personal life over the last year since he lost to The Rock that has happened. And The Rock, albeit, was, you know, responding great, doing, you know, great, great talking about it. I feel lately The Rock has been really pushing to try to get just that, like, you know, good old wholesome hometown, like, crowd, like, you know, behind, you know, like, I work so hard, you know, I do it for this, you know, all these people, Mm -hmm. each and every one of them. I think I think he's almost trying too hard to get a positive reaction from the crowd over Cena right now. Uh, and you disagree with me. I don't agree. It's it's rock. It's the rock. He has his nursery rhymes. He has his sayings. It's 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 who he is. It's who we have come to know him to be. It's it's what I it's what makes us love wrestling, I believe, or at least makes me love wrestling. 
I thought Cena looked great out there. He was he felt really real. He felt mm-hmm. really human to me. Like I could really relate to this guy. Right. You know, he's fallen and now he wants to rise again. That's why I liked it. That's but why I, I liked his part. But I gotta say, I'll be very, very surprised if Rock beats him again. I think mm-hmm. Cena is it might just do it this time. Around. I kind of agree with him on all all of those three points. I think the Rock I I think he wasn't over I were, overacting or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think he did a great job. I think Cena is picking up the pace. I, he's been kind of, I've been losing interest in him and now it's coming back. Because it's WrestleMania season. They got to bring I, out I know, their A I, game. They're, they're their A plus game. It up. And I, you know, The Rock and Cena again, I, I think Cena might get it this time. Because of the way the dialogues and the promos have been going. Well, obviously, we still got a month to you know talk I know. about that, and things and might that, change, and things could very well change, and that's how main event um, ends again for the week of March six. But we got some other stuff that we need to talk about here tonight because there is um, there's a movie that's um, coming out tomorrow. Um, it's called Adventures of Serial Buddies. You know, um, executive, pro- executive produced by Miss Maria you know, Menounos and Kevin Onagaro, starring Maria Menounos as well. A fantastic cast of great people. It's going nationwide. Um, in, you know, nationwide over the select cities over the next seven days. And we are privileged to have one of the stars of Serial Buddies here with us tonight. A good friend of mine. I performed with him in improv in Hollywood over a number of years. Really excited to see him on the main movie screen. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend, Mr. Gian Molina. You get applause and everything. They're standing for you. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing, Hello. buddy? I've been enjoying the show. Are you? From the comfort of my couch. From the comfort of the couch. <laughs> oh, this is my couch now. I brought, couch. I brought my own couch from home. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, by the way, uh, uh, go ahead. I'm going to chime in on that streak. They can't end that streak. Because uh, you're a big wrestling fan <laughs> yourself. I, I mean, watching Shawn Michaels go for it twice, and that was so dramatic. And I believed it. I thought they were going to give it to Shawn Michaels, but I, I also didn't want them to give it to Shawn Michaels when right. Shawn Michaels went up against Undertaker two uh, WrestleManias in a row. You want you that suspense and drama that creates is enough, but they cannot take that away from mm-hmm. Undertaker. I, I just don't think. But they will create that drama and they will suck you in to want someone to take it away exactly. from Undertaker, which will make the match so worthwhile. Yeah, and especially with someone like CM Punk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be a good show. That's all. Like that's what they're going to give you, is that dramatic show. And I, I, yeah, Undertaker is the best at it. Yeah. Uh, Gian actually um, has has been kind of to take part. I've done this um, improv comedy show with former WWE superstar John Morrison on the Hollywood a show where we have improvisers come out as crazy wrestlers to try to cut a <laughs> promo. Um, Gian appeared on it once as as a luchador. Um, uh, one half of the team known as the Armano Hermano. <laughs> brother brothers, the brother brothers, and uh, you know it was it was you know obviously great having you as part of that show, and we performed yeah, you know I, over the years, and now you're going to be in the movies, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm so excited to have this finally come out. It's it's First, here. It's it's, yeah. it's a day away. I can't even believe it. First question: How does it end? 
I'm, uh, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't have to spoil it. He was about to. I was about to. I was about <laughs> to don't like, spoil and... it. <laughs> well, there you go. I guys. almost got you. I'm, no, that's but, the setup. No, but the setup. but I mean, you know, you you've done you've done some things on I know TV. Like you've done some things with Attack of the Show mm-hmm. and other programs. Obviously, you've done a lot of theater work with improv. What was it like all of a sudden now? You know, really, you know, like working on a movie because you were you were gone for a while working yeah, on this. I remember. I, I was gone 44 days in in Connecticut and Boston. My home, Murray. my home turf. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, this was my first movie. Like this is right. this is my first movie. Yeah, and I I feel like I grew up on this on this set. Like Maria, Maria and Kevin were like my mom and dad. Aww. On yeah, like and in fact, I think Kevin called me baby throughout the entire process. <laughs> Uh, I have a giant baby, yeah. Can I start calling you baby? No, please weird? do not. Please okay. do not. All right, fair enough. Oh, that would be a terrible nickname. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Could I call you baby? Yo, please, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. Uh, you too. Anyone on this side can call me baby. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, Thanks, Ted buddy. <laughs> um, no, here's... <laughs> I just messed up your name. No, it's all um, right. No, we, like, what we do in wrestling is called gimmicks. Gimmicks. And my gimmick is named Christian. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my gimmick is called Baby. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, so you know, what is it? Because there are, you know, some names, oh, you know, God. on this. I mean, obviously Maria, yeah. Christopher Lloyd, Kathy Lee Gifford, Artie Lang. Oh, God. I mean, what was it like actually, you know, being, you know, side by side with, with you know, these very well-known names? Well, I, I the only one that I didn't get to interact with was Christopher McDonald because that was, it was a between. Shooter uh, McGavin. Shooter McGavin. I love shooting my I, love, I actually, actually, I actually did get to meet him when we were doing ADR. But everyone I got to meet was so chill and so professional, mm. so great to work. Like seeing Christopher Lloyd work. Like I, I didn't have any scenes with him. I have a scene that leads up, and then it's the interior of the house, and then that's where Christopher uh, Lloyd's doing his scenes. And I had to be on set for that and watch him work. And he's amazing. Like in it to win it. We had him for four days, or two days, I think, two or four days, and worked like every 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 time we needed him, he was working. Not once, not trying to like get away or be a celebrity. I had lunch with him, which was amazing. Right? Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> and I didn't want to bring up anything with uh, Back to the Future. Everybody w- wanted oh, everyone to. wanted to. Everybody but... wanted to. But I, I was just hanging out with him, and uh, he was uh, he has those uh, like tobacco rolling cigarettes. Okay, and he rolled me one, and it was just like a surreal moment. To it, you, I, I, I don't smoke, and and he's like <laughs> he's like John, you want one? And I was like, yes, I would. <laughs> sure, and, and, then he, and, and then he lit mine up, and we had a post lunch uh, cigarette smoke. <laughs> Wow. That he rolled my that he rolled himself for me, so that, that to that, me that's that a to story me, to tell the grandkids. Yeah, Mike. Whenever I have grandkids, I want to be like, guess who I smoked my first and only cigarette with? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, <laughs> Doc I, Brown. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you. Um, you know, saw you know I've seen you know the trailer for it. Obviously, I plan on going to Burbank tomorrow to, awesome. to see the premiere of it. Yeah, Burbank and Orange County for those free LA people. Burbank. Yeah, so where, where, what cities will it be in? So. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, for, for, for the local hometown, Southern California people, we have Orange County, so at the block of Orange, sure. the AMC 30, and then at Burbank uh, for the AMC over there. And then... But it's also in New York. It's going to be in New Chicago. York, San Francisco, Chicago, I believe Denver, New Jersey at one point, I think. Like, yeah, we it's a limited release, but that's why we really need people to go out and, and support all After Buzz community. I was an ex-After Buzz host. 
Right. Like, I used to do community and the league and Beavis and Butthead. Please, like, I, if you guys support us, it's we need, we need you. And if you haven't seen the trailer yet, there's a point in the trailer where our friend Gian here is, is wearing um, a lot of, like, leather. Um, and S&M some, gear. Some S&M gear. Yeah, can't, give the, can't keep that a secret. No, no, no. <laughs> that was in the trailer. What? Was that what was going squeal? in your... I don't know. But what, <laughs> what was going through your mind when they told you, okay, so for this scene, you're going to wear that. Game. I was just game. <laughs> you, know, you, know, go. you know how many auditions I have to take my shirt off for or, like, dance around in skimpies? Me too. I was prepared. I was prepared for this. <laughs> no, I relate. I relate. You know. <laughs> wow. And uh, you guys actually go on the same audition sometimes. Oh, same, yeah. She, I, I see him walk out. I walk yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing the same exact thing. She actually tried uh, out for this role. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's mine. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, yeah. Actually, they built it on me. Like my outfit that you'll see or uh-huh. that you saw in the trailer. Right. They kind of were like, well, let's take this belt and wrap this around your neck and rip. And we kind of created my SM looking gear. Because uh, my character in the movie, uh, pre- actually, this is his idea. It's okay. his idea to present the, uh, to use the SM gear to kind of infiltrate this place, which you'll see. Watch the movie. Yeah, now, now you know, kind of talk about who your character exact kind of like Ooh. is you know if you obviously we're not spoiling anything right 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 well no um i the character's name is Vinny van gogh and suits you perfectly oh yeah i <laughs> i drive a van uh the osco drug van and pretty much uh he's described as someone who's like roadside assistance hey like let me help you let me change your flat whatever but he's a little more on the insane side, <laughs> he's a child. He's a giant child. Again, baby. He's a baby. <laughs> he wants friends. He has no friends. Lives at home with his grandma, who he calls Nani. And pretty much in, encounters uh, the buddies on this journey where they're, you know, becoming serial killers. But pretty much, like, serial killing across America, basically. And he chases after them. And wants to be a part of it so bad. He wants to kill. He like the idea of murder makes him excited. Like, oh my god, I want to kill something. And the fact that he gets to do that with friends is such a new thing to him. Mm-hmm. So that's how he kind of encounters the buddies, and then he kind of forces himself onto the adventure. But then has an integral part at the end of the movie. Ah, well, we'll have to see. oh, G- go for it, Gian, baby. Uh, I gotta ask, baby. You, man. <laughs> he yes. gets to call you baby. I don't. Yes, daddy. Uh, and I thank you for that. I uh, thank you for that privilege. First, <laughs> how are you, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I feel great. It's been it's been a crazy week. Like I, a lot of great things have been happening this week. Um, just with like some of my comedy shows. I do nerd comedy shows. High five, Christian. We're nerds, <laughs> um, and so a lot of those, you know, just performing and promoting the show. Uh, met up with Maria earlier in the week, and we did uh, an interview for Clever TV. Fantastic! Just a lot of fun, and then prepping. You know, I'm actually on Sunday because um, actually, for those of you who want to see the screening in Burbank with Maria in the cast, that's Sunday night, five thirty. So go get your tickets for that. That will sell out. So get that right away. I'll be driving from San Diego because I'm doing a uh, Condor Con with my improv team, Doctor Who Live. Which I've day. seen before, which is like they do an improvised Doctor Who episode yeah. on stage. Wow. It's yeah. incredible. In fact, I've, I've, uh, Jenna Bush, who does uh, the 
after Buzz Doctor Who has been a guest of ours, and mm-hmm. like I've, I've actually tried to come back and 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 do After Buzz with her for Doctor Who. So we gotta get that gotta get that going in the future. So I wanted to quickly ask you, what yes. did you have to do to prepare for your role in the movie? You know what, like it, it, uh, since this was my first movie, there was a lot. Like as an improviser, not ever doing a movie before, like there was a lot of bad habits I needed to get rid of, and a lot of just discipline that I had to kind of quickly learn like like I said Maria and Kevin were really great with me they prepared me I was prepared like I was ready to go for my first shot up I was I was pretty much whipped into shape so mm. just a lot of coming here and and rehearsing and going over the lines and and you know I I broke down at one point I was just like I can't get this character which I guess is a good thing with uh, with acting, where you kind of break down and then you start building it and finding the parallels between you and this person, and I, and it, and it became fun. And then they, then once the, all that happened, then they trusted me, and then I was able to improvise a lot and add my own flavor to this character, and I was even able to do the character while actually driving from Willimantic all the way back to where Maria's in Brooklyn. Connecticut. So I actually, I was actually driving back and forth and acting on camera, which doesn't really happen in real movies. They, they like they, they usually put on on trailers. But and you got like a green screen behind. Yeah, you, so, and yeah. and then nope, we were in the trenches. Everybody, wow. this cast and crew was, and I think I got spoiled because like I, I, hopefully if I get on this next movie, everybody, hopefully will be like in it to win it. Maria was moving lights and at one point shooting uh the the scene from a certain angle like like she wasn't just like in her trailer watching this on a monitor she was there with us she was sweating with us we were all dead tired and it wasn't just like a, a pa like maria was pa uh dp uh like lighting like she did everything she did everything and was there with us and wow. that that's something to like really admire from your producer. Right. Hmm. Well, you know? yeah. No, I mean, we we got to start, you know, wrapping some things up. But um, I'm I don't know about you guys. I'm really excited to see the movie this weekend. I'm sure everyone watching, you know, go to the, you know whatever the closest theater is to you, right. or if you want to take a road trip, that's fine. Road trip it up. Yeah, yeah, why not? You'll, you'll probably catch some after buzzers. Yeah, I'm way. actually I'm actually going to be in the OC tomorrow. Uh, for the 9:30 a.m. screening. Nice. I'm just gonna be there. I don't. I don't know who's gonna <laughs> be there. Just hanging out. I'm gonna watch it at 9:30. I mean, it's the first screening. It's the first one. So. Code word baby. Yeah, code word baby. Come there code word baby, and I'll sit next to you. <laughs> and, uh, and, or you know, buy you popcorn. And Gian, you know, for people watching or listening, you know, um, today, or you know, for people that are going to see the movie, how can they interact with you? Like, you know, how do they follow you on Twitter? Oh, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna live tweet uh, some of, when I'm sitting in the because I've seen the movie and right. I enjoyed it. So I'm gonna be live tweeting, and you could follow me at at Gian Molina. So you could, I don't know if that, they're going to put a little graphic or something. Uh, at Gian Molina. Um, also, the the Serial Buddies website, adventuresofseriobuddies.com. Right. You know, check that out. And uh, Sunday night, 5.30, for the 5.30 screening in Burbank, we will mostly be there. I know Todd's going to be there. Paul, mm-hmm. I will be there. Maria will be there. Kevin, come hang out with us. We're going to party. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Enjoy the movie. It's finally out. Excellent. And, and um, you know, real quick, because we got we kind of have like a, a honestly a somber ending to um, today. Oh, but yeah. real quick, we'll, um, you know, um, where can people you know follow us on Twitter and everything? You know, uh, uh, you can find me at K A O R I O U S Colorius on Twitter and Tumblr. 
You can find me, Cameron Cash, on Twitter at L A X P O S E D L Exposed. All right, and uh-oh. of course you can you know follow me at yeah uh oh indeed we'll find out <laughs> maybe next we'll go find out what that really is about. <laughs> uh, and of course you can follow me at uh, C Rosie V O C. Obviously I know we only have you know a couple minutes left. to one of the end um, the show this week. Obviously um, for those of you that are watching, you're a fan of wrestling, and if you're a fan of wrestling, you have you know obviously heard that on Tuesday uh, William Moody, better known as uh, Paul Bearer. Um, passed away at the um, age of 58. I know. Um, I know. For me personally, he was, you know, one of my all-time favorites. I don't know. Like real quick, I don't know if you guys had a specific moment, uh, like growing up, you know, watching him. If there was something that really stuck out to you guys, um, I think it was the real. promos he did to introduce yeah. Kane for I, Kane. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was that one superstar in 1991 before Thanksgiving where Hulk Hogan came out and then Randy Savage came out and everyone was like... Just a big brawl. On. Big brawl. And he was introducing. And, sure. Yeah. Like a funeral parlor? Segment. Yeah, a funeral yeah. parlor. Yeah. Oh, those segments were amazing. Yeah. Oh, but also, yes. there was no Undertaker without Paul Bear. Like, for a long time, like, they was they had to have both of them. Right. The first Undertaker totally came with a Paul Bear. Like, yeah. he was such an... Icon, it didn't even have to go in the ring, and he did get his hands dirty. Like he did wrestle a couple times, or was a part of stunts, and it's it's a sad, it's a, it's yeah. a loss. I mean, he he's such world. an iconic manager, yeah, because he also has such an amazing, you know, yeah, he is. Manager. I mean, yeah. um, you know, he Ugh. he debuted on WWE when I was uh, seven, and. He was the only guy when I was a child growing up that actually gave me nightmares. Uh, he, yeah. he, yeah, my mom good. would actually try to prevent me from watching wrestling <laughs> because I would have nightmares from not the Undertaker, Paul but from Paul Bearer. Right. Just you know, as a kid, the facial expressions and yeah. the way he talked really, you know, really scared me. And as I got older and like, obviously was learning more about wrestling, I grew to appreciate how incredible of a performer yeah. this guy mm-hmm. was. And those facial expressions, oh, just yeah. the movement of the eyes, are things that you never see anymore. The lost art of the manager. And it was truly defined by him. I was, um, I was at WrestleMania 20 in Madison Square Garden where Ironically, you know, where's the Hall of Fame is being held this year? And, you know, it was The Undertaker's return as the dead man who was taking on Kane. Mm-hmm. And I remember I knew The Undertaker was coming out. The lights were out. I was ready for The Undertaker. But then all of a sudden you had the, you know, the famous, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the crowd go wild. The, the, the crowd went nuts. Yeah. Honestly, that was the loudest I cheered at that show was when I heard Paul Bearer come out. Because yeah. this I mean, as, as a guy, I'm literally getting chills. As, as, like, a, as a guy awesome. who, as a guy who talks, you know, um, like for wrestling, like I'm a talker, I'm a commentator and stuff. Guys like him are the guys that you know I personally really, you know, look after. And six months ago, I had the pleasure of meeting him um, awesome. at um, at a taping of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood out here. Um, the man who runs it, um, Mr. Dave Marquez, um, was kind of left, even though I wasn't a part of the show kind of like let me you know just kind of hang out in the back with the guys from friends of mine and um dave if you're watching i personally want to thank you for letting me enabling me to have this moment that i had with um paul bear who at the show was going on his other name percy pringle where we were standing watching a match on the monitor together him and i literally were this far apart from each other and i can't even tell you who was wrestling in that match because i was just so mesmerized of the fact i am standing here studying a match with freaking Paul Bear, so much history must come out. Yeah. Like and, um, seeing him from the other side, and then now you're like, and, yeah, that's amazing. And man. yeah, you know the thing oh, that God. the thing the thing that really I'm kind of 
bums me out on the way is like you know I I'm blessed with the opportunity that I got to meet him and I got to talk with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, I never really got to you know thank him as I know a lot of fans obviously want to thank him mm-hmm. and a lot of fans have actually you know posted different things and made different videos and things like that and there's a video that um, I'm giving this guy a shout out of, um, on YouTube. He made this video. His YouTube name was Trimoon TK who made this phenomenal Paul Bearer tribute video um, that I thought really just sums up how big of an impact he had wow. on all wrestling fans and you know I personally love it. We're gonna, instead of doing our usual outro, we're gonna play the video for you guys so uh, on behalf of Cameron Curry, our special guest Gian I'm Christian me. Rosenberg. Enjoy the video. We'll see you next week and thank you Uncle Paul. <laughs>